Welcome, everybody, to the Eyes on Big Podcast, your number one growing Big Ten football-specific podcast. Thank you very, very much for listening. Thank you very, very much for sharing. For those that have done that, the numbers have gone up. Yes. Not bad. Yeah, they're looking good. We're growing fast. Yep. Um, I uh, noticed last time on the podcast, forgot to introduce both myself and my co-host. Right. I am co-host number one, Jeffrey the Greek. And I am co-host number two, Big Kurt. Not that not that I'm number one and number well, two. Well, yeah, that's, it's not a level it. thing. No, I didn't mean it like, like that. like A and B. Yeah, a, 1A and 1B. There you go. Which I never understood. Isn't 1A... Should be higher than 1B. One one right? It doesn't really make Whatever. Yeah. Um, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm Jeffrey the Greek, at Jeffrey the Greek. And I'm Big Kurt, at Big Kurt, and that's B1GKURT. For those of you that are potentially uh, listening for the first time on this podcast, uh, we are 95% specific to uh, Big Ten football, but we cover all 14 teams, every game played during the week. Even Rutgers and Illinois. Even Rutgers and Illinois. We we love people from Champaign and Piscataway yeah. joining to listen. All right, so last podcast, we went down every game pretty much chronologically, um, how we thought they were going to mm -hmm. go. We're going to follow pretty much along that same sheet, give you a little recap, give you a recap on how we did uh, picking the games and, and going yep. against the spread. Um, jump right in. Yeah, let's get started with uh, New Mexico State. Line, Minnesota. Yep, so Thursday night, first Big Ten game of the year, New Mexico State at the Minnesota Golden Gophers. Line was Gophers by 23. Uh, the Gophers won 48-10. to 10. Uh, the That's Gophers, a cover. That is for the, a, for the Gophers. That was a loss for me. That was a win for me. Okay. I, I remember uh, saying that as the they would wear them down as the game went on and, and just pile on the points, which is kind of what happened. Yep. Um, I think the game, by the way, Gophers 522 yards of total offense, New Mexico State 271. I pretty much was thinking the same game as well. What really popped up the uh, point total for the Gophers to 48 was uh, special teams and, and short field turnovers yeah. by a sloppy New Mexico State team. Yeah, this is a bad New Mexico State team, uh, but... One thing I wanted to point out was uh, Zach Anikstead mm -hmm. for a true freshman. He, he heck good. of a first game. Yeah, he looked good. Very good. Um, he looked really good. Um, uh, every time, I think everybody does this, you watch the Gophers play, and you're like, oh, that's right. Rodney Smith is a really good running back. Yeah, he was awesome. Um, but they didn't use, They didn't utilize a whole lot of other runners no. other than him. So, it, you know, if he gets injured, they could be in trouble. And Bolt Boy was getting some heat on Twitter and from his own fans on Thursday night because he kept Rodney Smith and uh, Zach Anderson in that game. Late. Yeah, like, I noticed that too. later than he had to. It was to. weird. Um, but, uh, and then uh, something else to point out, Jason, uh, uh, I'm going to call him Jason Bateman, but their wide receiver, Bateman. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, don't they have a, a, they have a quarterback named Seth Green, don't they? Yes, they do. Yeah. <laughs> Got a lot of Hollywood characters on, on the uh, roster. Which but I love that run package that they were using with him. Yeah. That's oh my God. Dangerous. That guy, uh, Seth Green was, was a beast. Yeah. Like I tweeted my gopher buddies, Seth Green, not just for family guy anymore. That's right. Yeah. Um, Good reference there. But uh, yeah, Bateman, the 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 new wide receiver, he caught kind of a couple passes, showed his explosiveness. Bull Boy is going to get the wide receivers playing. Yeah. So um, one other thing I noticed, again, he's a true freshman, but early on, Anikstet was really targeting Johnson and not looking at anybody else. Yep. But he got better as yep. the game progressed. Which is what you expect out of a true freshman exactly. quarterback playing right. for the first time. So 
All right, um, on to the second game, which I thought was a really, really good game. I was uh, very impressed by um, ESPN's coverage of the game and kind of just, just giving it its due respect. And we're talking about uh, Northwestern at Purdue. Um, in that game, Purdue was favored uh, by two and a half points at home, but Northwestern won 31 to 27. Uh, Northwestern had 401 yards of total offense. Purdue actually had 472 yards hmm. of total offense. Um, I, I think definitely we'll talk we'll talk about Northwestern here real quick, but the first thing to point out in a losing effort was holy buckets freshman Rondale Moore. Oh my Lord. Set a Purdue. It's, it's their all-time, yeah. all-purpose yards record by a true freshman. His first game. Yeah, his first game. But it's a record for the whole, not not for just for true freshman. It was an all-program yep. record, right? For for Purdue, yes. For, That's amazing. He was here. Here was my comparison: a stocky Darren Sproles. Hmm. Stockier Darren Sproles. Short, quick. Yeah. You can't like get him into space. Get him singled up on a linebacker. Yeah. I guess so, but I, th- I thought Sproles was fairly stocky in his own right. Yeah, but not quite as that. That guy's got the thick legs, big yeah. chest. I, I was We're, impressed by it's him. It's going to be three to four years of hell. Um, yeah, trying for to Big cover Ten that West guy. teams yeah. playing that guy. Um, on the Northwestern side of things, um, I, I, I had liked Northwestern all week long, all off season. I pick them, picked them, and and got two and a half points and got that game. Um, I, I will say. Their defense didn't look quite as good no. as I expected it. No, um, defensive backs we knew was going to be kind of the the uh, weakness, and and they kind of showed, showed that. Yeah. Um, they did have that that true freshman Newsom, who I thought played a good game. Um, <clears throat> I was impressed by Larkin. Yeah, he he's going to fill it, in really nicely. Was for it Justin was Jackson. it not like version two point Same thing. I mean, he's a Justin little bit Jackson. bigger than Jackson, maybe yeah. not as quick, but he's probably about as good. Yeah. Um, let's see a couple things about the game for me. Purdue defense, we expected to be bad, and it was bad early. They made great adjustments they at did. halftime. They if did. they won that game, I was gonna, I was gonna declare Nick Holt my favorite coordinator. Period, because he did a great job. The Purdue crowd, pathetic. Yeah, what the heck was that? I agree. They never filled the stadium. It there, there were still like spaces around the edges, like deep into the first half, and then they left in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. They left. Mm-hmm. Sad, sad performance by the Got en- engineering uh, classes to study for, I guess. Um, and, yeah. and as far as home crowds, you could have pointed the exact same thing out with the Minnesota Golden Gophers too. Yeah, but that's that was, a, it's not a big game. It, uh, it's your home opener. There, there should be more people in TCF Bank than than that. Well, I mean, there was nobody in Champaign, but who? who I, I can't blame them. But right. this is a huge game. It was a, a night game. Come on, I agree. New fans, shame um, on you. But. Uh, uh, I thought Clayton Thorson, he looked good. I thought he so looked too. good yeah. throwing the ball. Yep. Um, however, I don't think it goes without saying that his running ability does it looks limited right now. Yeah. Which is a big part of his game. What did you think of the quote pitch count that they kept referring to on his I, I thought that was I, strange to yeah, to, and, to call and it a pitch count. The general take that I had from Northwestern fans is they weren't a big fan of it. They just wanted really? Thorson out there. But I don't know. I understand bringing him back slow. It's he's less than nine months removed from ACL surgery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So then we move on to the Friday night what, games. Did we say I. So I lost that game. You lost that yeah, one. So what we about both yourself? one and one at that point. I had Northwestern. Okay. We, me and you disagreed about that game 
two months previous to the yes. season. I always wanted Northwestern. And I always wanted, wanted Purdue. <laughs> I kind of I kind of want to point that out. Yeah, good for you. Um, Friday night, uh, first game up. Woo! Utah State at Michigan State. Uh, the line was Sparty by 23 and a half. Michigan State pulled it out 38 to 31. Michigan State had 452 yards of total offense to Utah State's 344. Hmm. So the thing that I noticed about this game is the MSU O-line stunk, at least for a good part of the game. Um, I was kind of surprised at their lackluster performance, um, but they did you know, come through and win the game. Um, where did you have this? So I so I was kind of wishy-washy. Yeah, yeah. I didn't make a definitive pick, but I kind of went with Utah State, but I'm yep. not going to count it. Yeah. That would have been a win, but I'm not, I'm not counting it. Yeah, no, I took Utah State in the points. Mm-hmm. Um, felt pretty good about that one. Uh, yeah, to, to build off your um, view on Michigan State, mm-hmm. uh, uh, LJ Scott was just okay. Uh, he didn't he didn't have 100 yards rushing, didn't average four yards What did you think game. of Connor Hayward? Yeah. He looks like another LJ Scott. He's Correct. like in that perfect Michigan State mold of, course. of big, tall running backs yep. that they always have. Yep. Like I said, there's, great. A, there's a machine that makes the yes. Michigan State running back, quarterback, and wide receiver. And Their wide receivers looked impressed good. me. Looked good. They looked excellent. And I thought Lewerke looked like Lewerke. 287 yeah. yards, uh, two touchdowns. He had one pretty bad pick, but otherwise yeah. Lewerke looked, looked really looked good. Great. Yep. Man, I love when he just... When he is not seeing anything, he just takes off. He's so quick, like you don't expect that from a from a you know quarterback yeah. of, of his size. Um, one silver lining for the overall performance is they stepped up when they had to. Hundred percent, yeah. And we'll be able to use this for a couple teams. Uh, there's basically glasses half full or half empty. Look yeah. at this game if you're Michigan State. Uh, the the glasses half empty is that we should have beat Utah State by more than we did. Yeah. The glasses half full is. Yeah, but we pulled out a game that we very well could have lost. Yes. And the one thing I want to point out that I'll probably point out more often, I think I pointed mm-hmm. out last week, we we don't know how good these teams are. No, yet. that's Everybody right. Everybody is right. going to make the air. Utah State could wind up winning nine games. Right, we kind of assume games. that they're a mediocre team, but right. we just don't know yet. I mean, I thought they looked good, they, especially so on offense. I thought so, too. Yeah. And that's going to come up a, a couple other games. A couple too. other teams, yeah. yeah. Uh, the other Friday night game was uh, Western Kentucky at the Wisconsin Badgers. Badgers were favored by 35 and a half points. They won 34 to three. The Badgers amassed 491 yards total offense to Western Kentucky's 305. Okay, so what do I have to say about this? First of all, I went with the under, or I sorry, Western Kentucky. I, I went with them covering. They did. So I got the win. There. I had Badgers covering. Yeah, that's just too. I wouldn't. I, I can't. Do you realize how close it was? To... It was close. Yeah. I know. Okay. I just don't like those huge numbers. Yeah. Because garbage points can just spoil it. But Hornybrook, you know, there's there's times he's back there, and he looks great. Looks like a Big Ten quarterback. And then he'll he'll throw one that you just wonder what the heck is he doing. Um, this is to me. This is going to be the thorn in their side all, all year. Just his inconsistency. Yeah. Tis the story. That, Tis the story of Alex Hornerbrook. I mean, yep. he had a good day, 257 yards, two yeah. touchdowns, no picks. Yeah. Um, what about that O-line? What did you think of the O-line? It looked good. I thought it looked good. Um, they were kind of – there was <laughs> – at times they were just shoving the the Utah State defensive line back, but it didn't seem like like the running back would just get caught up in the carnage and not gain – not break for huge runs. They, you know, they gained three, four yards, but you'd think with the way they were kind of destroying the D-line, it would be more. I I feel like maybe there are times where um, 
you tune in to watch the Badgers play an inferior opponent, mm-hmm. you're, whoever your your Big Ten team is to play like a Division One Double A team, and you think it's going to look like you know the seniors playing the freshmen in a scrimmage mm-hmm. in high school. It's not going to be that big of a difference in a gap. I mean, right? I, obviously, they did they did pretty darn good. Uh, uh, JT had 144 yards and two mm-hmm. touchdowns mm-hmm. in the game. I thought he looked explosive. He, like he's, I, I, I know you, you, you weren't crazy about him last year. I, I don't see a weakness in his game. Well, he fumbles. He eh, fumbled, okay, he fumbled. He fumbled All too. right, and he fumbled yeah, a lot last yeah, year. Yeah. yeah, that's. And by the way, I mean that was Wisconsin's issues was the yeah. the combination of his fumbles and um um Jonathan Taylor's fumbles and Hornerbrook's picks. Mm-hmm. They there was a fumble on yep. Friday night no no picks for Hornerbrook but I think right. that's something worth. And also out. we should point out the receivers looked pretty good for Wisconsin I thought. Yeah, for the losses. I don't think they're tight gonna... ends like especially I thought the tight ends looked even yeah. better than the wide I, receivers. I was thinking specifically the wide receivers. I think they're going to have guys that can fill in nicely for Cephas and you know it, Danny Davis is only out for one more game but I was impressed by them. Yeah. Uh, overall, good performance. Um, not to nitpick too much. The defense didn't look quite as dominant no. as we're expecting typically. No, for, but, for but I was really impressed by the linebackers. What a shocker. They have great linebackers. All the time. Again. Yeah. yeah. Again, another machine yep. that makes players. Yep. Like at Michigan State at Wisconsin, That's it's right. the linebackers. They have a linebacker machine. Okay. Linebacker making machine. All right. So now we move on to the Saturday games. Uh, nine scheduled. Only eight played, as we will get to that in a little bit. But first out of the gate was Texas State playing at the Rutgers Scarlet Knights. Rutgers was favored by 16.5 points. They won 35-7. to Pretty darn good performance by Rutgers. 423 yards total offense to only 176 yeah. by Texas State. So I picked Texas State in this one. So that's a big L for me. Yeah, I had uh, Rutgers, uh, kind of what I was expecting to see, which is mm-hmm. I I, th- I think people are sleeping on Rutgers' defense a little bit more than defense they. Defense looked good. And, and it should me. versus Texas State. It should. They kind of stink. Yeah. From the games that I tuned into, as far as watching who dominated uh, the, the game at the line of scrimmage, yeah. Rutgers over Texas State stood out to me. Yeah, they looked really um, athletic on defense. I was impressed. Uh, the one thing I was not impressed by was Artur. Mm. Artur, Artur. Artur Sitkowski. Three picks. Did, yeah, three picks. That looked ugly. Again, true freshman making his first start. So I'm going to give him a little leeway. But um, So I did a little research, by the way, on Artur versus Anikstat. This is kind of off topic oh, yeah. here. Because I was curious. You talk to a Minnesota fan, and they say, oh, he beat Anikstat beat out Sitkowski at IMG. You talk to a Rutgers fan, no, Sitkowski was the starter, got injured. So he did get injured, I think, at okay. some point. He was the starter, but they ended up both playing and kind of alternating, and neither of them played that well, which hmm. blows my mind. Because it, it's how do you IMG. Not, yeah, how do you not play well at IMG with all that talent around? Right. Yeah. Makes no sense. But anyway, not a good look for Artur. No, Artur Satowski has got to step it up. Um, Rutgers did have 218 yards rushing mm-hmm. in the game. Um I, I they like have two good running backs. They do. Yeah. Yeah. I liked I liked Rutgers to to cover the sixteen and a half points in that game and they did. Yep. So next game up, uh, another sixteen and a half point game was uh, Kent State at the Illinois fighting Illini. 
Oof, battle for Illinois. Uh, down 14 at half, but came back and won 31 to 24. Uh, 469 yards total offense by Illinois. Uh, 453 yards of total offense by Kent State. Uh, the the first thing that popped out to me was AJ Bush. Okay. He is a weapon for Illinois. He's yeah. going to. There are there will be games where he will either get Illinois a win or make make it scary for an opponent just because he is that good. Uh, he had 190 yards passing, 139 yards yeah. rushing, uh, but the defense and the sloppiness was not good. All right, my my word for this game for Illinois is mercy. This was ugly in the first half. I, I expected their O line to take a big step forward this year, and they looked awful. Uh, they picked it up a little bit in the second half. There were actually times when they kind of dedicated themselves to the run and they were really pushing Kent State off the ball, but this is Kent State. A lot of players not playing for Illinois. Six starters were out. I don't care. That's no excuse. You should be blowing out a Kent State. Now, I, I think it is kind of an excuse. That, that's a lot. A little... That is a lot of players. You're losing your number one so I can... player on the defense for Bennett Williams. Okay. Bennett Williams was a freshman All-American. He's suspended. Probably a better player is Nate Hobbs, cornerback, suspended. The other starting corner was injured. Our best defensive tackle, injured. Our Mackey watch list tight end, suspended. Probably tackle. our third best offensive lineman is going to be, he's out for the year for academic reasons. So, yes, we were down by a lot. Uh, some, some silver lining stuff here. Was really impressed by Sean Lewis and the offense he was running. Let's not forget Woody Barrett was at Auburn. He's a transfer. He was a four-star guy. So they weren't playing. This is a better Kent State team, I guess is what I'm saying, than last year. Plus, Sean Lewis was playing like he had nothing to lose, which, of course, he doesn't. It's his first game he was coaching. He was going on for it on every fourth down, everyone that made any kind of realistic sense. And they were getting a lot of them. So defense looked pathetic. They were playing. I'm talking about Illinois. They were playing four to five freshmen. Um, that were rotating at the, in the defensive backfield, and they were making their mistakes. But I did like Delano Ware. He looked good. Number 15, okay. he put a couple devastating hits on. So where would you fall on the, the line here? Um, I had uh, Illinois covering that, so I did not. I had Illinois covering it as well, so that's a big L for me. But in the end, I thought uh, um, the Illinois season was in jeopardy. I oh, thought man. the future of the Eyes on Big well, podcast was in jeopardy because <laughs> I didn't <laughs> – I didn't think you'd want to. I was afraid the your thought, uh, your energy level was going to go down. The um, thought had crossed my mind. <laughs> I will say this: another silver lining thing for Illinois. This is a game in the past they would have just rolled over and quit. Correct. And I thought they were going to do that at, at halftime. I'm like, this game is over. They're going to come out. They're going to get blown away in the second half. And here's another thing: they did not open the playbook up on offense until the second half. I don't think they wanted to. I think the plan was that we're going to use half our playbook and still blow out Kent State. Wrong. But in the second half, they look great on offense. Totally different team. Something to be said about coming from behind and win the game. It's yeah, a big yeah. There's that. But here's uh, here's a call to Lovey. Whoever, if you can control some of these suspensions, let these guys play next week, please. <laughs> I hope so, too. And speaking of Lovey, the Lovey Beard Day went over well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, moving on to Oregon State. At the Ohio State line was Ohio State by 38 and a half points. Um, 
You do not like big spreads. I, I was not. not scared at all. Took Ohio State and they covered 77 to 31. Total yards in the game. Ohio State had a Tech Mobile Week yeah. One level 720 yards. I think it was t- like the second, total offense, second most they've ever yeah. put up. It in was a game just in insane. So I also took three, 392 yards uh, to Oregon State. Oh, 392 for Oregon yep. State. I also took OSU. Oh, you did, but Oregon State. Ah, so I got right, a, I got right. a big L there. Um, so I had said that uh, um, J.K. Dobbins was going to have big numbers. I, I was half right, I guess. Mike Weber was the one that had the big day. So 181, looked, 186 yards rushing for Mike Weber. He looked great. He looked amazing. So I've always thought Explosive. Mike Weber, you know, was for Ohio State is not a great Ohio Me State too. back. I agree. He looked like a different runner, right? He did. Yeah. Healthy hamstrings, baby. Well, plus that's he, his thing. He just looked. Yeah, he looked more explosive. Maybe I don't know if he lost a little weight in the offseason. He looked like trimmer, maybe. I don't know. He did. He looked great. He looked better. Um, also, speaking of looking good, was Dwayne Haskins. Oof. Five touchdown passes. I felt like he could have just – Ohio State could have named the score. They could have scored offense. as many as they wanted. Yeah. It could have um, been like um, Georgia Tech over Cumberland, 222 to nothing. Um, is that an actual score? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, um the uh, defense, I felt, is something I had kind of talked about previous podcasts. There are, okay, there's two types of defenses if you're talking about good defenses. Mm-hmm. The just dominant line of scrimmage front seven, you're never going to get more than 290 yards total, you know, yards in the game. Or there's the team that will allow plays, but they get sacks, they get interceptions, mm-hmm. sure. they get you. To me, that's what Ohio State's defense looks like. Okay. Much more of the. Uh, Joey Bosa looked uh, He's incredible. Incredible. Um, and then uh, it, it's Joey, right? I get Nick and Joey confused. Oh, boy. You know, I get him confused, too. Yeah. So uh, younger, Joey. Yeah. Joey's the younger one. Yeah. Nick's so, the older. Yeah. Okay. He, he looked he looked better, too. Yeah. I, I was in. I was in. I mean, and then okay. just, just the general, obviously, athleticism. But Oregon State, I mean, they lost their starting quarterback early. Still was moving the ball yeah. on and Ohio State. There was points, a, lot of, right? a lot of penalties and, and whatnot. So... Um, okay, moving on uh, to if, if it's yeah. not the game of the day, it's it's certainly That's in the one. running. Was uh, the Texas Longhorns at the Maryland Terrapins? Texas was favored by 13 points in this mm. game. You know what? How about Maryland just goes and wins it outright, 34 to 29. The yards were almost identical. 407 yards of total offense for Maryland. 405 by Texas. And hey, real quick, real, yeah. I, before we, I thought it was really neat at the beginning of the game. Um, yeah, Maryland came out and honored Jordan McNair by lining mm-hmm. up with nobody at right guard. Yeah. They let the play expire. Texas uh, um, declined the penalty, yep. obviously, and then started the game. I thought that was really neat. Yeah, it was a nice gesture, but it just, I don't know, nothing. Yeah, nothing's gonna bring him back. But it's just a horrible situation. No, it just I know. breaks my heart. But the players got asked the questions about it. the coaches got asked mm-hmm. the questions. Basically the players are like, Yes, but what are we supposed to do? We we wanna play football. This yeah. is the best way we know to honor them. And I tell you one that's thing you and that's what they did. They went out and and played great. It looked like an almost reprint well, it in looked some like last, last year, year, right? Yeah. It, it was almost the exact same thing. So Kasim how and Pegram, they both played, but Hill is obviously their starter. Both look great. I mean, basically echoing what you said, look like they look last year. Just speed everywhere. A lot of talent on offense. Um, there's that true freshman. His name escapes me. Had a couple touchdowns. Yep. 
just a great overall performance. What a what what a luxury to have those two in your quarterback room, right? Yeah. I mean, okay. Kasim Hill, so, 222 yards, one touchdown, had some rushing yards too. He he just really impresses me. Yeah. Um. Cup. One one thing I want to point out. So Trey Watson is a transfer on Maryland, uh, grad transfer. Trey Trey Watson is a grad transfer running back on Texas. Trey right. Watson tackled Trey Watson in the game. Yeah, it was amazing. <laughs> and, and by the way, the Trey Watson uh, Maryland guy had a good game, nine tackles. Yeah. Um. So we both had Maryland in the points there. So that was a that was a winner yep. for for both of us. Um. Um. Just a, just a second on Texas. Mm-hmm. I am not a. Uh, I've always liked the burnt orange. I like the helmets. Yeah. I am not a born and bred Texas hater. I ha- I am, however, a born and bred Texas hater of their preseason ranking. Yes. Every year. Yeah. How many times does this need to happen? It's been before going Texas on, starts outside the top twenty. I mean, it's been going on. It's twenty years now. Yeah. Almost every year, yeah. everyone just predicts. Oh, they're Texas. They're going to be great. Well, why? Why? Why do we think they're going to be great? Yeah. Um, did you see? Tom Herman. It looked like he looked like he, he was found about to out crack. somebody shot his dog. Yes. He got divorced and had a stock plummet all at the same time. I mean, I know it's only his second year, but that's the kind of uh, presser you have when you're, it's over. Like he you're about to get fired or beaten. yes, he's a beaten man. It's then week I'm, one. Yeah, I know. Chill Yikes. out, dude. Get yeah. your team. Get your team back ready to play week two. You got bigger yeah. games out there. That was embarrassing. I was actually embarrassed for him yeah. listening to that. Yeah. All right. Uh, moving on to uh, next game up, the Northern Illinois Huskies at the University of Iowa. We Iowa's... skipped uh, App State, Penn State, didn't we? Well, we'll get to that one next. Okay. Yep. Um, Northern Illinois at Iowa. Um, um, Iowa was favored by 10.5 points. They won 33 to seven, 352 yards of total offense for Iowa to 211 for uh, Northern Illinois. Just a quick little house clean, uh, cleaning thing. Uh, Kirk Ferentz does get his 144th yes. win. Um, so he's number one at Iowa. I was wrong last week. That actually moves him into uh, sixth place all time sixth for place. Big Ten. I yeah. forgot about Fielding Yost. I oh, fielding yeah. Yost. Um, so, so big day for Iowa for that. And also uh, the north end zone was really remodeled. A lot of people like that. And the biggest thing, of course, is the gigantic Tiger Hawk on the uh, water so tower. But oh, so on the water tower. Yes. But, so what? everyone's – why are they it, so excited? It's just one of those fan things where that water tower – I mean, back in the old NCAA football yeah. uh, video game – the water, you can see you the can water see tower. The water they tower. have the water tower in the skyline for the stadium. Okay. Everybody for years back in the 80s is like, they should put a tiger hawk on that thing. <laughs> and they did it all the, out of the blue. All okay. of a sudden, they just painted the tiger hawk. Well, wasn't day. there something about the tiger hawk at midfield? That too? was last year's. That was last year. They what got, did they have before that? that? Nothing. Just nothing? Yeah. Yeah, you got to put that. I mean, that's that's um, an iconic symbol. Yeah, I and mean, that's how fans, you identify. The, it's fan sourced changes that right. were the correct thing. So, anyways, that enough of the frivolous stuff. Uh, what'd you think of the game? Well, you know, they came out pretty lackluster. I was <laughs> – Nate Stanley had a bad game. Um, but, you know, they, they were clearly the, the, the more physical superior team, um, recovered in the second half, and really imposed their will, I thought. So just came out flat and turned it around. Yeah, I, um, I have Nate sh- – uh, shaky Nate Stanley, you know. But yeah. a part of that is the drops, which is another negative thing for mm. Iowa. The yeah. first half was just – 
nothing more than drops and penalties. It was disgusting football. I yeah. feel bad for anybody that was an Iowa fan that tuned in to watch that mm-hmm. game. Um, I kind of tuned out. Yeah, no, I with you. I wouldn't. I wouldn't blame people for doing that. Three three to nothing at halftime. Yeah, um, ugly first half. Ugly first <laughs> half, and then pretty much just like I said. I mean, Iowa down three offensive linemen essentially just just right. wore them down the defensive line for Iowa just pretty mm-hmm. much wore northern illinois down they stopped they stopped with the penalties and then everything just kind of came together um, there was one play at the beginning of the game i mean Nate Stanley absolutely dropped the ball into the bucket to mm-hmm. Noah Fant. Had he caught right. that game ball, it would have been yeah. seven to nothing first possession sure. and second play. It might have changed things quite a bit. I, I'm a big believer in games can change negatively or positively at the beginning. Oh, sure. From one thing. I agree. Like that. So what was your uh, biggest positive takeaway for Iowa? Um, the, the running game. Running, running backs. All okay. th- I mean, all three running backs look look good. Torn okay. Young was the leading uh, rusher in the game, but Ivory Kelly Martin looked good. Um, mm-hmm. The negative would be the linebackers, the young linebackers, scare the scare okay. the heck out of me. Okay. And I'd like to say too, the D backs are young. They looked absolutely incredible. Gotcha. So, um, yeah. So I I uh, I didn't really pick that game. <laughs> yeah, you didn't, did you? <laughs> no, that was strange. We just kind of yep. lost over. It. I had NIU, so I took a yep. big L there. You got the loss there. Okay, and then I kind of helped the next game back a little bit because it's also probably in the running. I think you would probably call this the Big Ten game of the day. That was a great game. Yeah, so we're talking about App State at Penn State. Penn mm-hmm. State was favored by 23.5 points. They won 45-38, to 38, dramatic fashion in overtime. Total yards, 434 for Penn State, 451 for App State. There was only one possession for each team in overtime, so it's not like there was a bunch right. of points and Didn't yards. Didn't the stats. Correct. Right. Um. Yeah. What What were your okay. takes? I, it, it was awesome so, because I was I I was pretty much given up on the I, the Iowa game was put away at that point. Right. I got to watch a good chunk of the Penn State game. So my first takeaway is App State is really really good. They are. Um. We had talked about this earlier in the week, our, the previous podcast, that this is a proud program, a good team. They're much better than even I anticipated. They have three really good players. Uh, the quarterback looked amazing. Uh, Jalen Moore, the running back. Yep. He's an NFL player. At least he looks like it. And Malik Williams is receiver, too. Uh, they really toasted the Penn State defensive backs, I thought. That that got kind of ugly. I, that's definitely a point of weakness, I think, for Penn State. Um, but overall, I don't think it's too much to worry about I if don't you're a either. Penn State fan. I don't either. I mean, you won the game. You played well when you needed to. You did enough to win the game. And you beat a good team. And, of course, ESPN, an article I clicked on, the, the lackluster performance yep. by the Big Ten East. Yeah, I mean, sure. well, I the, mean the only one that I will say, you know, is is really you can, concerning. You know, is either Michigan or Michigan State. I would but, say but Michigan. But again, Michigan State won the game, and we right. don't know how good Utah State is. I feel like we do know how good App State is. Yeah. They're good. They're, really, they're probably they're really going to win eight or nine games despite I think starting so. the year off. And yeah. this, this is an App State team that did this to Georgia last year. They do it every year. Sometimes yes. they get the wins. Yep. Um, they were talking about, uh, I can't remember what the Penn State uh, defensive coordinator was, but they had, they had interviewed him and he was not happy no. about this game being on, on the schedule the first week of the season because he knew they have a young defense and they're going against right. a really good App State team. Yeah. 
And it was 11 years to the day yeah. since they had beaten of Michigan uh, in the opening. And, of course, that has to get brought up 42 times a day whenever App State is playing a Big Yeah, but Ten I had no team. idea it was to the day. Like, yeah. I knew it was 11 years, but yep. then they said, oh, no, it was September 1. Yeah, the launch of the Big Ten Network, remember? With, oh, was it really? Yeah, <laughs> the, that day, the day App State beat okay, Michigan. Great. Oh, wait, um, one more thing. What do you think of the Trace McSorley baseball swing after he has a big play? Eh, you know, it's, it's, I think it's stupid. He, he should have kept that to last year. Yeah. Like, come up with a new yeah, one, I guess. put it away. But Trace McSorley. It's he, fantastic, right? Uh, 230 yards passing, no turnovers. The one touchdown was the touchdown that forced uh, the, the game into overtime. It was almost a redo of the one he threw against, yeah, against Iowa, Iowa. Yeah. last year. He is a, a baller. Um, KJ, Miles KJ Sand- Hamler as well. Yeah, great game. Two great plays that they, if he didn't make, they probably don't win the game. Yep. I thought Miles Sanders looked fantastic. Yeah, he, he looks like uh, Barkley Light. Yeah, not yeah. quite as good as Barkley, but but built in the same mold, yeah. right? Um, ninety-one, only with ninety-one yards rushing, but he had a good average, two touchdowns. Um, I do think there's some work in progress for the Penn State defense. I mean, I, and again, without a doubt, and they're young. Yeah, and J- and give James Franklin credit yeah. as he gave App State oodles of credit yeah. after the game. He just was like gushing about App State. Probably part of that's politicking. Like, hey, a little we bit beat is, but a really good team yeah, today. I re- but a lot of a lot of coaches are going to politic like that, but it seemed more genuine to me. Because, I, I did too. Yeah. Because he was just really impressed at how yeah. good they were, I think. So um, uh, I had App State plus the points. That so was I had App State as well. Cover. Big W for me. Yeah, both of us. Okay. Um, the last uh, or the second to last late game of the day, uh, the Indiana Hoosiers went down to Florida to play FIU in the stupidest athletic department scheduled game of all time for week one. Uh, Indiana won 38 to 28. That line was either 10 and a half or 11, depending yep. on how you got it. Uh, so Indiana with 465 yards of total offense to FIU's 327. Mm-hmm. What I was impressed with another good quarterback room. Um, Penix or Ramsey started, mm-hmm. played pretty well. Yep. They brought Penix in when he, when he was in the game, he looked great as well. Yeah. Uh, Peyton Ramsey, only 156 yards of passing because they kind of did the rotate thing, but he had three touchdowns to only one interception. Um, They had almost no passing yards allowed. Almost all those yards by FIU Mm. were on the ground. I don't know if that's positive or negative, but uh, was it as sloppy as I thought it was? It was kind of just a back and forth. Yeah, so I was scared for Indiana for this game. I'm glad they pulled it out, but it was a little easier than I thought it was going to be for them. And I'm going to apologize to Peyton Ramsey because I said something in the last podcast that maybe he's not a Big Ten quarterback. He looked like one. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I mean, maybe just he doesn't look like a, a, a first or second team all Big Ten mm-hmm. quarterback, but he certainly can hold his own. Yeah. Um, I think, again, this is a team that was as advertised. We expected the offense to look pretty good and the mm-hmm. defense to not look great. I think we got a taste of that, but – Love the fact that they won the game. Love it even more that they only won it by 10. Yeah. Uh, yeah so I, I got, got that either. Yeah, I, I got that game at 11. Yeah. Um, next game down that should have been a game was uh, the Akron Zips at the Nebraska Cornhuskers. Uh, the Fighting Frosties were favored by 25 points, and they did not play the mm-hmm. game. The demigod, Scott Frost. He could not control the weather. That would I. That blows my mind. I... I did not know that UCF 
his former team was allowed to score touchdowns. They did a lot on, <laughs> on Thursday night. And then he also cannot control the wind, yeah. sun, and rain. And there, there was basically lightning all around Memorial Stadium nonstop. Yeah. And then just shenanigans after that, because then the game was canceled. Mm-hmm. Then it was called postponed. Yeah. At one point, right. we're recording this on uh, uh, midday on Saturday on Sunday. I thought we were going to have the Nebraska game today. On. Right? right now, yeah. we were going to, but then then but it was then they called it. Again. Then it was called it yeah. again. And Iowa State, same they, thing, same thing. Well, they didn't. So, it was just canceled and done. Right? It was. They, there right, wasn't ever. I I don't understand why you can't just play it the next day. I think it's more complicated than that as far as travel hmm. and everything. I guess because you're already out of the hotel, right? So stuff like that. But you would think there'd be a there would still be I, availability. I, I, th- I think there's also like NCA laws as far as how many how much time you can spend with ah. your players and and things of this nature. Hmm. So, so but that's it. So so Nebraska fans have been looking forward yes to Scott Frost right. walking out to to destroy Acker in the first game. Yep. Longest off season. I mean, their off season started before it even started because right. obviously they you know with their coach getting fired last year. They assume that was going to happen four weeks left in the season. Yep. It goes on for one week longer to next week when they play Colorado. Yep. Poor so. Nebraska fans. All right. So that brings us to the Big Ten game of the week, which was uh, Michigan-Notre uh, uh, Dame. And uh, um, at the game, uh, Notre Dame was favored by one and a half points. Um, but, uh, uh, unfortunately, uh, Notre Dame won 24 to 17. Um, the one thing I was going to point out is during the bowl weeks, uh, the only big 10 team that lost was Michigan was Michigan. Yep. First week of the season. The only big 10 team to lose was Michigan was Michigan. Obviously we're not counting Purdue here because they played right. a big 10 team, but yeah, three, the, the yards of offense were 302 to for Notre Dame to 307 for Michigan, Michigan, actually, you know, a couple more yards mm-hmm. uh, of total offense. Um, but I, the, the biggest thing I think to point out with Michigan, what, what is their identity on? Well, offense? yeah, I was really confused with the way that they used or misused. I should say Shea Patterson. We, we heard, in the offseason, oh, well, you know, uh, Khaki Pants is going to change his offense up to, you, you know, to play to the strengths of Shea Patterson. I didn't see that. He was under center. They weren't using his his uh, running ability at all. It, I don't know. I don't. It's it's almost like he was handcuffed in the game. Is that I don't know. You I, felt it looked like the exact same Michigan offense from last year. Exactly. So he didn't change anything. I, that just blew my mind. Um the other thing, the vaunted Michigan defense, I thought Notre Dame had the better defense of the two in this game. I think you could make a point. Now, okay, now you start getting into, you know, yin and yang ways to look at things. You could say part of the reason Notre Dame's defense looks so good is because of Michigan's offense. Is yeah, um, Michigan's defense was destructive in the second half. I think Notre Dame only had like 50 or 60 yards total offense in the second mm, half. Michigan's sure. defense clamped them down um i would say some of the plays that uh notre dame scored on and got yards on were were fluky i'm sorry i'm not a michigan fan i'm not apologist here but jump balls that i think four out of five times either come down as an interception or incomplete caught in the end zone there's that one in the end zone yeah i mean jump ball great play by the notre dame receiver um Let's see what else uh stuck out to me in this game so shea patterson 227 yards 
passing, no touchdowns, a pick, and then the crucial fumble at the end of the game. Well, and and also the Michigan offense only had one touchdown in the day because they had a Special return touchdown. Touchdown. That's a horrible performance. Yeah. Um. I mean, people are just jumping all over khaki pants yeah. today. Michigan fans being the number one most most vocal. I mean, some of the guys on Twitter that you barely even have to, like Mason Blue on Twitter is one yeah. that I follow, and and there, there there's a lot of negativity getting thrown around. Well, they, you know, they have every right. I think at this point, I was given khaki pants a pass last year. It wasn't a bad year. It just wasn't you know what what they were hoping for. And I thought, well, big deal. One year, man. After this, showing zero imagination on offense, I would be a little upset if I was a Mason Blue fan right and now. And they are. And but it, on the other side of this, trying to not trying to, I'm just just this is just my view. It's kind of a positive spin on it. But I saw a lot of mostly Harbaugh naysayers, okay, mm-hmm. saying the the program is a mess. Okay. The program is not a mess. No, I, not at I all. do not know of you don't have that horrible much off talent. off field off field issues. Okay, yeah. it doesn't seem like they have tons of guys academically no. ineligible. Okay, um, Harbaugh might be quirky, but he doesn't do anything to to cause issues. No. Their defense is great, is still amazing. Yeah. It literally all comes down the to their offensive yeah. line and quarterback. Right. And and I don't I don't get it. I don't get it's it's to me it's almost like. How can Texas not have a better defense yeah, year in and year out, or offense for that matter? Like, what is going on with with what is? I for don't. The, I for don't know what, an offensive line. I don't know what Khaki Pants is even trying to do on offense. I have no idea what his goal is. I felt like at the end of the year last year, what their goal was was to run it down people's throats, limit possessions, and just let their defense kind when, of take over, which is what I was expecting in this game. It was. There was there was parts of that, but but they just I mean Brandon Wimbush for Notre Dame, he just was killing them with his legs every time they'd get to third yeah. down, he would squirt away from the front seven and and pick up first downs, and it just I, I again but back to the offense like like shouldn't you just start with the Michigan O line and the running game, mm-hmm. start there and just get more of a play action pass thing going with Shea right. Patterson and, and those receivers, and I realize that Shea Patterson he's. He's not an elite talent, but he's a good talent. I just feel like they weren't utilizing right. everything that he has. Yep. So, yeah, um, the Big Ten won every single non-conference game until we got to Michigan. Um, <laughs> um, for me, against the uh, against the spread, I was a robust 7-4. and four. Um, mm, Typically speaking, bad. you go by a $100 bet a game just for easy math if you would have – Done that, followed me, would have won yourself two hundred and sixty bucks. Not bad. I was an adequate six and five. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, hey. That's I'm still winning. You're 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 in the plus. So that's gonna wrap it up for week one in the Big Ten. Uh we will obviously do another podcast uh later this week that will preview week two. Got some good games up coming up. Michigan State Arizona State, all of a sudden Arizona State looking a little bit more formidable. Iowa, Iowa State, Minnesota, Fresno State. Fresno State looked that's amazing. Good. Yeah, week that's going to be a good game. And then Penn State, Pittsburgh. We'll have to kind of talk about which one's the game of the week out of those. But So a little housekeeping. Um, we will be on Spotify yeah. as of this episode. So you can find us Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean. You can also go directly to the website if you want, Eyes on Big. 
www.podbean.com. Yeah, and, and for those of you wanting to share this with friends via social media, via you know texting directly to your friend, just so you know, on like the iTunes uh, uh, podcast app, if you scroll down the bottom, there's a share podcast yes. and you can just you can text it right to somebody Please. you can tweet it right to somebody all that person has to do is click on it it'll pull right up onto their phone to that That's specific right. podcast so and please rate us rate us uh click on us forward it to your friends whatever you want to do we had a great last week or two we want to keep it keep it growing um that's all i got man you got anything else uh that's all i got looking forward to week two okay thanks for tuning in thank talk you talk to you soon